Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Apologies for being super late today. Unsurprisingly, covering Texas revolutionary abortion law took up more time than anticipated, like a lot of time. It's quite the mega thread, good for sharing since it covers everything. So this episode is pretty much all about that although we do have an interesting social media app to quickly mention at the end. Quick shout out to our tier three patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Okay. Let's address the elephant in the womb. Texas has successfully passed a ban on abortions past six weeks when a heartbeat can first be detected, which clearly violates Roe v. Wade's ban on abortion bans prior to 22 weeks when the baby is capable of surviving outside of the womb. Bear in mind that the majority of women don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks and that at least 85% of abortions happen after six weeks, meaning this almost completely bans abortion. But it's not just a simple abortion ban, it's creative in the worst possible sense. Allow me to explain. For starters, incest and rape are not exempt from this law. So there's that. Inexplicably, it is also not enforced by law enforcement. Instead, anyone can sue anyone that they believe to be involved in an abortion past six weeks. If the accuser wins, they get $10,000 from the accused and attorney fees compensated. If the accused do not defend themselves in court, they automatically lose. When I say anyone involved can be sued, I mean healthcare workers, drivers, people who've helped finance it, advisors, anyone. It's not just a witch hunt, it's actually worse than that because it threatens people's families and acquaintances too. Moreover, it turns everyone into vigilante bounty hunters. Take a moment to imagine the societal effect of this. Anyone can sue anyone else for being involved in an abortion past six weeks. Everyone around you is potentially watching you, waiting for any evidence that they can use to drag you into court. You might be afraid to be around anyone who's pregnant. What if they get an abortion and you get sued for it? What if they just had a miscarriage, but you still get dragged into court over it? There's no limit to how many people can sue you. Even if you're innocent, your legal fees don't get waived. You could be left destitute without ever breaking the law. If you find yourself wanting to support this, imagine if it worked this way for other laws. If there were a bounty on people who don't wear their mask or get vaccinated, for example. That would be at least as warranted. Spreading the virus kills people who are far more definitely human than a fetus. How about a bounty on anyone involved with a drunk driver? Everyone in bars gets sued, plus the bartender and alcohol provider and the friends who didn't stop them. How about for unsafe gun management, vehicle maintenance, food handler's hygiene, wearing a seatbelt? The list goes on. And that's just for laws that protect human life. If we applied it to lesser laws, it would get even worse. How about a $10,000 bounty on everyone involved in speeding, including passengers, or on driving without insurance? I'm fond of car examples, it seems. Maybe more people would follow these laws, but at the cost of a hellscape society where everyone's out to get you, and you can be ruined just for your associations. It's the sort of authoritarian madness you would expect only in North Korea, not America. People living in fear of their neighbors reporting on them because they will be rewarded for doing so. That is straight out of the worst fascist regimes. 
anti-abortion groups don't seem to be bothered, though. One immediately created a website for anyone to anonymously accuse women they suspect might be in violation. Activists on the other side were equally quick to flood that site with fake tips, reporting all sorts of stories. Abortions by characters from the Avengers, pale supernatural folk in the woods impregnating high school girls, reporting the legislators who voted for the bill, uploading entire movie scripts, etc. Imagination abounds. Someone even made an app for spanning the website with seemingly authentic reports. Meanwhile, they threatened to boycott the site's host, ironically GoDaddy, saying the site violates their terms of service for disclosing personal information without consent. GoDaddy quickly responded by booting the site, which now appears to have moved to host Epic. Unfortunately, the Supreme Court also doesn't seem to be bothered. They voted 5-4 to four to let the law continue, with all liberal justices dissenting. The decision was one of technicality. Texas politicians specifically designed SB 8 to be hard to challenge in court, hinging on the enforcement by vigilantes. Normally, abortion bans are overturned by suing the state enforcer. In this case, there isn't one. SCOTUS said challengers could not show that they were suing the right people because government officials can't enforce this law. It's a legal cop-out, as SB 8 is in flagrant violation of Roe. It never should have been allowed to pass at all. Liberal Justice Sotomayor didn't mince words, saying, quote, The court's order is stunning. Presented with an application to enjoin a flagrantly unconstitutional law engineered to prohibit women from exercising their constitutional rights, a majority of justices have opted to bury their heads in the sand, end quote. It appears the court won't seriously consider staying the law until it is first exercised by a private citizen suing someone, though many legal groups are looking for alternatives. In compelling proof that we are living in a simulation, Uber and Lyft emerged as greater defenders of civil liberties than the courts. The rideshare companies have promised to pay any and all legal fees that drivers may incur from this law on the job. Lyft also provided a statement that is worth repeating, quote, Imagine being a driver and not knowing if you are breaking the law by giving someone a ride. Riders should never have to share, much less justify, where they are going or why. Imagine being a pregnant woman trying to get to a healthcare appointment and not knowing if your driver will cancel on you for fear of breaking the law. End quote. These are good points. This law has the potential to either violate privacy or end rideshare altogether in the state due to liability. The negative reach of this law is immense in business, liberty, and social integrity. Other companies also promise to aid women seeking abortions in the state. Dating services Bumble and Match will set up funds for workers to travel out of state for abortions. Match's CEO said she is, quote, shocked that I now live in a state where women's reproductive laws are more regressive than most of the world, end quote. Now that SCOTUS has failed to strike down this law, expect other states to follow Texas' barbaric example. Biden and other Democratic leadership have denounced the bill's violation of Roe and its methods. On the other side, even Trump is unwilling to commit to supporting the new law, choosing instead to look the other way in hopes of avoiding blowback from either side. Biden vowed to launch a whole-government effort tasking the Department of Health and Human Services and the Justice Department to see what steps the federal government can take but it's unclear what they can do. Biden has not supported overturning the filibuster, which would absolutely be necessary to pass a federal bill protecting abortion rights. Calls for reforming the number of seats and term limits for Supreme Court justices are also seeing renewed strength. If GOP picks did not have a supermajority on the court right now, it is highly unlikely they would have allowed this travesty. 
reforms such as Andrew Yang's proposal for term limits, more seats, and an even appointment between both parties could have prevented this. The court's practice of ruling in private and without consulting lower courts is also under criticism. Pelosi has promised the House will bring up the Women's Health Protection Act to establish abortion rights federally, ending our dependence on the court for this issue. However, without eliminating the filibuster, it is an empty gesture. Perhaps this will lead to necessary pressure on Manchin, Cinema, and other conservative Democrats to release the country from the filibuster's legislative gridlock before it finishes murdering democracy. Now is a good time to push, no pun intended. As I've said before, abortion is an extremely gray issue. It's not clear when a fetus should be considered a proper human. I would say when it becomes capable of human-level cognition, since that is what sets us apart from all the animals that we do not protect under the law. The court has previously decided it is when the fetus can survive on its own. This law is targeting a heartbeat, which seems quite arbitrary. And many states would say at conception, which I would say is ludicrous, but there's no clear answer. And then there's the mother's rights. Pregnancy and childbirth are painful and can be traumatic, even fatal. We have never had a law that forced someone to risk their life or undergo great pain to save someone else. That violates our general standard of individual liberty in this country, yet that is what banning abortion would do. And then, of course, many anti-abortion positions are purely religious, which blatantly violates constitutional separation of church and state that freedom of religion relies on. So yeah, it's complicated. It's easy enough to define unreasonable extremes. Banning abortion altogether is clearly religious oppression. Aborting a healthy pregnancy near birth is clearly murder. But there is a range in which people can reasonably disagree about where to draw the line. SB 8 is an abject lesson in unreasonable application, and that's least of all due to six weeks being too early. The way it's enforced is just about the worst possible solution. It incentivizes paranoia, fear, hostility, poverty, and profiteering, unleashing some of our worst inclinations. There's also the point that banning abortions won't stop them. It will just be an extra expense for the well-off traveling out of state and make it more dangerous for the poor. More effective and humane solutions are to reduce the desire for abortions by reducing unwanted pregnancies and barriers to motherhood. Contraception is obvious. Beyond that, the number one reason for abortions is financial insecurity, which makes UBI the number two solution. Ironically, Texas is simultaneously becoming one of the progressive leaders on guaranteed income. They have three major cities experimenting with it as the most direct solution to extreme cost of living, among other issues. Annie Flom wrote an article about that, which you can find in the links. And as a fitting end to this episode, a couple of high schoolers have launched the beta for a new app, Yap Politics, which claims to do the opposite of other social media. Instead of feeding users content that matches their own, creating echo chambers that distort perception, Yap seeks to feed them contrasting perspectives to encourage critical thought and debate. It will include a public forum, an information center to inform arguments, and a live video feature for organized debates. The problem, of course, is going to be getting people to use it. There's a reason other apps pander to pre-existing beliefs. People like it. But it would be fantastic for humanity if this could catch on. You only grow by challenging yourself. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the abortion thread and the debate app. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement's easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.